Chapter 4 of Violet, a Fairy Story. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Violet, a Fairy Story by Caroline Snowden Guild. Chapter 4 Toady. Violet passed such long, long busy days, talking all the time to her mother, her kitten, her toads, or the birds that alighted now and then upon a bush and sang to her while she worked. For Violet's mother, though she gave her plenty of time to play, had taught her little girl to sew and read. She might have forgotten to do this amid all her own hard work, but fairy contentment whispered in her ear that, unless Violet became useful and industrious, she must fly away, never to return, and love close by sang, See, I have brought her these books, and I'll make the learning easy. I told you that some of Violet's playfellows were toads, the same ugly brown toads you have seen hopping about your own garden walks. You must not think they were ugly to her, for, soon as they came in sight, it always happened that the shadow of love's purple wings would fall upon them, and then their brown backs changed to crimson and violet, and the poisonous-looking spots became jeweled studs, and I will not say they were very graceful pets even then, but Violet loved them, and they loved her. This is the way their acquaintance began. It was a hot day, blazing hot. So light, too, not a shadow to be seen. Violet had been in the garden at work, and, as she hastened homeward through the scorching sun, almost fell over a great toad that had been crossing the path, but was so dusty she had mistaken him for a stone or a ball of earth. She stooped to see if she had injured him, and patting the toad's back, said, "'You poor little dirty fellow! Don't you know enough to keep out of the sun and dust?' Toady looked up at her as if he would answer, if he did but know how to talk. He only opened and shut, opened and shut, his great wide mouth. But Violet understood very well what he meant by this, for the fairy love teaches a language that is not set down in books or studied in colleges. I have known of great scholars who could talk in twenty or thirty different tongues, and who yet knew less about this language of love, which is the very best in the whole wide world, than our poor little barefooted Violet. "'You're thirsty, are you, Toady?' said she. "'Stand still, and I'll give you a drink.' The toad opened his mouth again, and Violet poured over him a few drops she had left in her watering-pot. She was half afraid he would not be very well pleased with such a showering, but there he stood, stock still, blinking his round red eyes, and opening his mouth at her as if he would say, "'Moa! Moa!' "'Well, wait,' she said, laughing. "'I'll go to the brook and bring you more water in welcome, just for the sake of seeing your face clean once.' Away she ran, and Toady not only waited for her, but, when she came back, there, one on each side of him, 
were two smaller toads. The three ranged in a row, looking so sober and funny that Violet laughed louder than ever. She sprinkled the poor dusty toads all over with cool, bright water from the mountain brook, and when they had enough, they began to shake their heads and hop away, without even saying thank you, and hid themselves in the grass. End of chapter 4 Recording by Susan Burke, SueBurkeVoice.com